there's so much, so much nuance. And um, I think for me, that has been such a spark and an inspiration to really want to continue traveling, living in other places, meeting people, because only by having that international knowledge and really understanding how the world works, can you try to have any positive impact or collaborations with others? Because it is really driven through such um, a point of view of empathy, that empathy is so necessary. And I think international exchange really helps you develop that empathy and learn and, and listen from others. So those are some of the things that I've learned and I'm really excited to hopefully continue doing and, and share with others moving forward. When exchange alumni Isabel Foster went to Paraguay as a Fulbright research scholar, she was focused on studying country development through innovation and entrepreneurship. Early on, she connected with fellow Fulbrighters, David Franco and Tanya Vargas, and was excited to launch a new project that would draw attention to local cultural history through community involvement. Then, COVID-19 hit and forced her to return to the U.S. In this episode, we find out how Isabel, together with Fulbrighters David Ordavo and Tanya, launched their augmented reality app, Tabar, despite the challenges of the pandemic and of getting local rural communities to use the technology. My name is Isabel Foster. My name is David, but I go by Davo. And I am Tanya Vargas. I'm an industrial engineer, and then I got the Fulbright Scholarship uh, from Paraguay in 2017. I went uh, to the States. I went to Northwestern University, and I did a master's in project management. Then I came back to Paraguay and started to work um, for the government. And then I switched to the private sector, and I'm currently working as a project manager at a tech company. And we work with clients like worldwide. We have clients in the U.S., in Australia, in Mexico, and in Paraguay as well. And, well, I met Isabel in Paraguay, um, and we worked together for a bit. And, yeah. I grew up in the U.S. and from the U.S. originally. Um, was out in California for school, and then after graduation, actually went to Paraguay on a Fulbright Fellowship from the U.S. to do a research project. So I was looking at country development through innovation and entrepreneurship. And while I was in Paraguay, I was working on the national innovation strategy in the government. And as Tanya mentioned, that was how we met each other. I did a master uh, program at University of Washington in Seattle in uh, technology innovation. So after uh, that was through the Fulbright program, after that, I came back to Paraguay and continue working in, in the tech area. So currently I'm working for a tech company in, that is in Paraguay. Tavar is a project that Tanya Davo and I started actually back in 2020. We were discussing the power of augmented reality for helping increase awareness of the culture, the heritage, historical sites, architecture, and history of communities. And through these conversations came up with the idea of creating an app in which it would make accessible the stories and history of different community sites within Paraguay to start. So through these discussions and realizing that 
there was kind of a mismatch of such rich history and culture, but the inability of someone like myself to be able to learn that history um, was really a driving force for us to find kind of a solution that included both technology, but also citizen participation to be able to document this history and make it more accessible. Um, So I don't know, Davo or Tanya, if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I'd like to tell about like the name. Davar comes from the conjunction of two words. One of them is Tava. Tava comes from Guarani, which is an indigenous uh, language and also an official language in Paraguay. And it uh, means home or town. And there is AR from English augmented reality. So Tavar comes from Tava and AR. Exactly. So adding a little bit more to what Isa said, uh, one of the major issues in Paraguay is that we don't have many libraries. So most of the stories or the history of towns and cities in Paraguay is that they live in the in the people who who uh, lives on 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 the city on the mm-hmm. towns, so that's why generation after generation most of the story is is forgotten in time. So that's also one of the of our motto with this project to to preserve and and share these stories to to the youngest population, engaging uh, engaging them with the use of technology. This was an opportunity we had because we applied uh, to a grant from the U.S. Embassy in Asunción, Paraguay. And working with Isabel and, and David was a motivation for me because like, we are like young uh, food writers at that time meeting in Paraguay and having this opportunity of doing something for rural communities, like bringing new technologies and working with the community. So uh, that is something that I really like about this project. Exactly. And, and as a full writer, we have this commitment to, 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 the, to, to our countries once we come back to kind of um, do something for it, uh, show what we learn. And in the same way, and if in the same way we can help people, uh, like creating this kind of project, uh, so that was one of our, um, also one thing that uh, make easier for us to, to work on this. Absolutely. I think Davo and Tanya nailed it perfectly, but kind of one of the driving interests on my side for participating in Tavar was really helping to share that culture and history. I was excited to be part of that opportunity because I think Coming from the U.S., I was very eager to learn about Paraguay, its history, and see different parts of the country, learn what that context was and how it varied outside of Asuncion, where I was based. Uh, So I felt like this was a really exciting opportunity to help uh, participate in that with Tavo and and Tanya. And also just when I was in Paraguay, so many people were asking me from the U.S., what is Paraguay like? I've never been. I'm so excited to learn more and hear about your experience there. So I think to me, this also seemed like an opportunity to help share those stories and insights with people in the U.S. who might want to visit Paraguay in the future or previously had very little exposure to the culture of the country. So 
I think as, as Davo said, this was a cool opportunity to tie in some of the ethos and values of the Fulbright program that really drew all of us to this program um, and was something we were excited to carry forward even after our time on the grants or uh, scholarships. Tavar relies on community input and feedback to help shape the narrative and provide a glimpse into the history of the city. In this way, users gain a first-hand visual look into the personal lives and experiences of these locations that not even locals really knew about. But beyond inspiring a local pride, Tavar is having an even more inspiring ripple effect on those who are not from San Jose de los Oroyos, suggesting that the app has a bigger role to play in preserving cultural heritage and oral histories in Paraguay as a whole. One of the most interesting things about this project is that the data is collected by by the people, by the, by the, by the community. So uh, that kind of gives a sense of belong to, to the project and see how they, they realize this can kind of be a sort of uh, touristic guide and, and things like that to, to, re, re, um, to revalue the, the historical places of the community. And just to add on to, to Davo's point, uh, we've had a lot of people interested from other parts of the country to want to come to San Jose de los Arroyos, which is our pilot. So as a quick kind of context, right now we've launched our first pilot town or community in San Jose de los Arroyos, which is where Davo is from, kind of building off of the community connections he has with the local government, um, with historians there to help, as Davo said, really build up that um, the data sources, the stories and photos that are being shared on the app, which are collected by community members. And so we've actually had people from Asuncion, the capital, which is over two hours away, reach out to us and say, we drove on a Saturday morning to go to San Jose de los Arroyos to see the stories and hear the the culture. Um, We've had People from other cities and communities say, can you bring this to our city? We're really excited to try to share stories of our heritage in my part of Paraguay um, on the app. And there were also people like abroad, uh, especially Paraguayans living abroad that contacted us. And they were wondering, how can they be part of this project? How can they also learn and scan the stories and use the app uh, to learn more about the cities. So now we are working on a new version of the app. I mean, to put this information available also on our website. So no matter where you are in the map, where you are in the world, you can also have the Tavar experience. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in that city. And <laughs> I I didn't know that uh, the, the park the, where I used to play when I was a kid, uh, it was actually a uh, graveyard. Yes, I, I think it was a, a graveyard <laughs> so, so, in, the in the past. So it was kind of interesting to me to, to know that now. Um, but yeah, so that that was uh, that was something that I didn't know. And in the same way, other places, I think the the park. 
now is like a market. There was a market. And like for me, like I was born and grew up in Asuncion, the capital city. And when I was a child, we used to travel to a different department called Gawasu. And to go to Gawasu, you have to go through San Jose de los Arroyos, which is the city of the pilot. And I used to like wonder like, okay, what what are it like to see in San Jose de los Arroyos? So if you are not from the community, you most likely, you will not know uh, what you can do at the city. That's my case. And can you imagine like Isabel's case, uh, if there are like, no like touristic guides or information of activities that you can do in San Jose de los Arroyos. And now I feel that with Tabar, we are putting the city on the map uh, by having this attraction uh, and as Isa mentioned before, like people from Asuncion travel to San Jose during a week, a weekend just to because of Tabar, because they've heard of Tabar. And there are also lots of people who, who travel to the countryside during Saturday and Sundays. So this is a great opportunity um, to, to give visibility to San Jose de los Arroyos and cities like San Jose. And yes, and one important thing. The this histories, these stories that we want to share, they are not only for locals because we we create those stories in three languages. Oh yes, yeah. So one one of the uh, of the language is Spanish, the other one is English, and we also put those stories in Guarani, which is uh, our native language. Yeah, so it's very accessible, an accessible platform. the kind of support or interest that we've seen from other people within Paraguay has been a really exciting um, opportunity or signal to us that this is something that has the potential to expand to other parts of the country. I think once we've built out a strong um, kind of case in Paraguay, seeing how it works in different communities and different parts of the country, we're hoping that we might be able to expand to other cities and towns in different parts of Latin America, um, in neighboring countries and, and really just other parts in South America to start, I think is our initial scope or kind of intention right now. Yes. And we also see, uh, that Tavar is a very, um, could I say like flexible project in the sense that, we can work like with cities and within Paraguay or other countries, but we also see a lot of potential, for example, working with businesses. Um, in Paraguay, for example, there are like major industrial activities within the country, like in different areas. So we can also uh, use Tavar to help them like tell the story of what they are doing, for example. Um, so tell the story of businesses, uh, there are lots of like family business, for example, that uh, grew with, with with time and local producers, local, local producers. So you can tell the story using augmented reality with Tabar. The Fulbright played an important role in the lives of Isabel, Davo, and Tanya. Not only did it bring the team together in 2017, it also served as a launching pad for each of them to carve out their own professional and personal journeys, shaping their perspectives of the world along the way. I think, I think Fulbright 
the Fulbright program changed my whole career. Uh, it provided me with tools and experience that in otherwise I, I think I, I couldn't learn. And especially in this project, I put some of the tools that I learned during my program, uh, I put in practice. And I and I use it like we we did some um, some rounds of user experience um, uh, and um, and other like tools that I have learned during the program. So for me, it was definitely a life changer. If I look myself five years, uh, well, <laughs> maybe eight years ago, um, it's like. I can recognize that David. And as I said, if I have to mention one of the things that mark my life, uh, it's going to be the, the Fulbright program. So that's why we are actually involved in programs in our home country that um, kind of promotes this kind of experience. For me, the Fulbright experience is more than what you can learn at the university is more like about culture, uh, the people you get to know, uh, the friendships you form. Like I have friends from all over the world, thanks to the Fulbright program. And what I realized while I was in the in the States is that I wanted to be like an ambassador for my country. And people, people from other countries, like they have the same feeling that they want to put their countries in the world and show to the world and share with others what they are doing. So I, I, I formed this like bond with other people from different culture, from different nationalities. And I, I started feeling that we are all like the same. We all have like dreams and goals and that we can cooperate and work together uh, to achieve our dreams and our goals. I don't think I can say it better than Davo or Tanya, but I think similarly, um, the Fulbright was a really transformational experience for me. Having grown up in the U.S. and living in the United States, I think I was really eager to go to a different part of the world and get a different experience in a different geography. And so the Fulbright program was definitely an unparalleled opportunity to do that, to really be immersed in a different country, a different culture, try to understand kind of the culture, the nuance, the people, the heritage, um, something that you can't do when you're just traveling somewhere for a few weeks. It really requires deep immersion. And so I think that was something that I was able to get through the Fulbright experience, um, even though unfortunately my Fulbright was cut short due to the pandemic. I was there for about half of my grant, which was just truly such a phenomenal experience um, and something I'm even more grateful for having, you know, seen the inability that we all have currently to travel. As, you know, a lot of the world shut down and closed their borders, I think Paraguay and my experience there, if anything, taught me the importance of still being connected, um, having that open communication stream working together and collaborating. So being able to continue remotely working with Davo and Tanya, even though we weren't in the same place anymore, I think was kind of a symbolic um, kind of gesture or uh, activity that really showed the importance of international relationships um, and the power that they have too. 
Tune in next time to find out how another Exchange alumni-led AR project is tackling racism and giving back the community its history in Richmond, Virginia. You can also find out more information on our alumni and our global network at alumni.state.gov. This is Voices of Exchange.